up everybody it's your girl queenie i know i haven't <clears throat> come on camera yet but i will in a half a second i am waiting for mr timbo i'm so excited that leon is joining me for my birthday month i'm super excited um he should be here just in a moment uh that was actually a song by Leon um, off of his Lovers and Fools uh, album. One of my favorite songs. I love it. So as we sit and wait for Leon, I hope by now you guys have decided to do a little bit of Googling or look him up. But Leon Timbo is a singer and songwriter such a unique voice, rootsy, and um, it's a sound that incorporates equal measures of vintage soul, gospel, folk, R&B, funk, dance. I think he even said once that he would love to um, be known as like an Americana <laughs> um, artist, which I thought that was pretty dope to hear him actually um, say that. Um, I keep checking to see if he's here. So give me a moment. I don't see him yet. Um, so anyway, uh, Mr. Timbo, you know, he has sang with um, Tyrese. I mean, some of you, if you looked him up, you probably found him, you know, he sang with Tyrese. Um, he's worked with Babyface. He's worked with R. Kelly. He's worked with so many others. Uh, gospel singer. Well, I hate to say he was a gospel singer. I'm just... I know he sang some amazing gospel worship songs. Um, one of his bios says that, you know, he's a seasoned, well-traveled musician, widely regarded as a protege of Tyrese Gibson and um, Kenneth Babyface Edmonds. He tells a story of how he met Tyrese. It was at um, Pastor T.D. Jake's church. <laughs> Timbo counts um, Bill Withers. He's really a, Bill, a big Bill Withers and James Taylor fan, Andre Crouch and Donnie Hathaway. Amongst his influences, Timbo has raised, he was raised in Jacksonville, but you will hear him always holler out Duval <laughs> um, to some church parents, of course, uh, father and mother, both the pastors. Started singing around 16, playing acoustic guitar, I think, at around 20. Um, it's just a, I, I, so tonight I'm, I'm interviewing him, sitting down with him, and I truly am a fan. And um, it's kind of funny because when he and I spoke earlier, I told him that I was, um, I was like, I'm, you know, kind of starstruck. It's weird. I've not been that way. And I've met quite a few people. But um, when you meet a, when you know of an artist that really sings directly to your spirit and they are alive, it's different. And um, the other thing that Another reason why he's extremely special to me, his um, music, is uh, my dad liked him. And I remember sharing a couple of his worship songs to my father, with my father. And he, my dad would say, that boy can sing. <laughs> so to actually uh, get an opportunity to um, talk with him tonight, joining me, like I said, for my birthday month, I am super stoked. So um, he should be here shortly. I will play one more song until he gets here. So I hope you guys enjoy 
And um, I don't own the rights to this music. Uh, the artist is joining me. So hopefully um, nobody will pull or Facebook won't penalize me. They'll just allow me to enjoy and um, truly, um, you know, really enjoy a, a man that I think is an amazing artist. So um, give me a moment and I will have another song up for you by Mr. Leon Timbo. We are going to be having a conversation about love tonight. Here at the Relationship Zone, that's what we talk about. Love, life, and all things relationships. And love seems to be the thread that keeps my conversations going and keeps me doing what I do. Um, and so why not talk about love? Um, <laughs> and why not talk about what a person that sings about love all the time? Um, once you meet him, once you get a chance to hear him, you'll see why I am absolutely enamored by um, Leon Timbo. So one moment and I'll have something special for you. Queenie, can you hear me okay? Hey, Queenie? Leon, you there? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. I'm coming on camera in okay? like a half a second. Take your time. I'm just checking. I was just checking in. You, um, so, so you checking in, but guess what? We're already live. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, Queenie? Um, you know what? You got it. I just went live on Facebook. Good. And, um, I was letting everyone know that you were on your way. I, uh, that is true. Trying to find it. It's on the relationship zone, just in case you're looking for it. Um, funny thing is, I went on and I told people all about you. Uh oh. Uh oh. Already? <laughs> already. Already. I already told them. Told them that, uh, and, and I'll repeat this, obviously, because it's going to be, it's recorded. <laughs> so, um, Leon, welcome. Welcome to the relationship zone. I'm excited to be here. What's going on, family? I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I was sharing earlier that uh, I've interviewed a lot of people, but it's so different when you actually are a fan. <laughs> so, uh oh, uh oh. So, so I'm scared I, of the questions. Then I know, okay. no, no, you know, I feel so. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm really like a fan right now, and I'm like, goodness, I'm starstruck, which is so bizarre for me. It's it's really weird. That's not normally how I am. So, uh, but, but here we are. <laughs> and, um, and, and I want to just quickly say to you, thank you so much for agreeing to celebrate my birthday month with me by Happy birthdays. Thank you so much. Um, yes, by, by granting me this, you know, the Sagittarius, you know, I'm all over the place, but this was one of the things I really wanted for my birthday, which was to bring you on during my month. So thank you for. Wow, that means the world. I don't take that for granted. Um, <laughs> you could have brought anybody on. So I'm happy uh, it worked out. I'm happy I had a chance to get in and uh, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so of course, tonight we're going to be um, having a love conversation. Um, because, mm-hmm. um, here at the Relationship Zone, I, I love talking about love, um, life, and all things relationships. And you sing about love Uh-oh. all Uh-oh. the time. Uh oh. Here we go. <laughs> so, so, with that being said, I was like, um, you know, and I was trying to figure out, like, what would I talk to him about? Um, you are an amazing singer and songwriter. And that's the obvious. Like, I could totally talk about that. I could talk about what I know about you, which is, you know, your love for, um, I mean, I know you love singing praise and worship, um, but I know you also love singing songs that feed the soul. And mm. in everything I've ever seen you do um, in the music space, it's always been centered around like this passion and love. Sure, sure. <laughs> so I want to talk to to the man, um, mm-hmm. Leon Tembo, about um, about love and why that seems to be. Um, I don't know for sure your driving force, but why does it seem to be your driving force? You know, it's uh, it it links into the idea. Love is probably the thing that I feel like I am both the closest to and the farthest away from. Um, it it feels like um, it it can do no wrong, yeah. and at the same time, it's so elusive in terms of um, figuring it out, having it all laid out. You know, knowing what moves it's going to make next. Um, love isn't the thing that shows up and says, "I'm going to do this every time." this way. Love sometimes um, gives you opportunity to be alone and be strong. Sometimes love supports you and gives you something to lean on. Sometimes love exposes you. Um, and what may seem to be embarrassing to you in certain seasons is preparation for a next season. Sometimes the failure of heartbreak it's the setup for falling in love authentically. And so love is that thing that I find myself holding on to, but not completely figuring out. And so I think that lends to a lot of how I write and articulate. And ultimately, uh, my higher power, Christ, God, is he defines himself by love. Like he, she, it defines itself by love. And that in and of itself it's the only thing God has chosen to define, be defined by. And that's already a miracle of sorts for me, that the all-knowing, all-being, omnipresent, um, supreme being says, I am in whatever love is. Um, and then whatever love isn't, that's not me. So that's why I tend to uh, lean that way. Love it. I love all of that. So um, to me, when I hear your music, I have so many things to share with you. When I hear your music, um, it's like a really nice, smoky, dark liquor. Come on. Come on. We're talking cognac or we talking brandy, uh, <laughs> probably some Christian Brothers eggnog. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. I hear. It's the good stuff. It's the good stuff. It's the good stuff. Um, <laughs> which I have some good stuff here. But um, and um incense and infusion you look look i mean diffusers and and it's um it's infused with 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 joy it makes Mm. my heart feel good i can listen to your but there are a few artists that are that way right so um 
And I, I made notes here, but all this stuff I already know. It's in my head, but I will pick up the notes to stay on, on <laughs> to stick with this. Let's go. But um, it's smoky and it's 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 blues and it's sassy and it's rootsy and mm-hmm. I love all of it. And it's like um, you know, I love Donny Hathaway. And uh, mm. so, and I know that that's one that you love as well and Bill Withers sure. and, and I, so, so it makes sense, right? When I realized that I connected to your music um, and I was trying to understand why. And then I realized who your influence was. And I was like, that's, mm. that's why I love this mm. man's music. And I shared this earlier. I said, you know, how often do you get an opportunity to interview someone that sings to your soul and they're still alive, right? You you, you don't, right? Because <laughs> most of the good artists, and this is no shade, but so many of those soulful artists are gone. And we do have a new generation of beautiful, soulful musicians that are coming up, but it's not often, you know, that we get this opportunity. So mm. I'm, I'm so honored. <laughs> Thank you. I don't take that for granted. I tell you why I say that. It is so easy to go in this world, live in this world, and um, be misunderstood. Um, Nobody owes you um, understanding. They don't owe you, uh, we got it, we get you, we get your crazy, we get your genius, whatever whatever they define it by. And so when I come across um, like-minded, same spirit, equivalent DNA, however you want to uh, speak it, I, I, I take a breath and I lean in the beautiful opportunity of being understood. If for a second, if for a moment, if for a season, um, because it's not, I think you, you mentioned Donnie Hathaway. Donnie, uh, it's it's unfortunate that Donnie Hathaway is more understood now than he was mm. in his time. Um, it's it's uh, the world did not owe him an understanding, but here we are super blessed and moved and by his smoky interpretation of life and um, his, his specific exquisite perspective on what love was and wasn't and his theories on being black and, and, and what that was. And, you know, people don't have to get it. So when you got it, and you got somebody that understands you, you, you take a breath and you say, thank you. And that's what yeah. I'm doing. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. And you know, I know I almost got you in trouble on um, IG when, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> what'd you do when you were asking about those Christmas songs? See, <laughs> <laughs> see, it's, it's... And, and you sent me that message. You was like, you know, Listen here, here you you trying to make me mess with mess with perfection. I can't. I know. I know. Listen, I was uh, thinking today about Otis Redding, and um, you know these arms of mine. The funny thing is, Otis passed away at twenty seven. Here, Otis was maybe somewhere around twenty four, twenty five when he sung that. But you feel like Otis was a good 64, sure. you know, because in that space, uh, he gave so much life. Um, and so when you talk about, you know, redoing certain songs, it's like when Will Ferrell we, we was asking. Say it. We, we're not even saying it here. Like, Listen, you ain't going to get me in trouble. Right? <laughs> it's called disrespectful. I'm not no, doing it. But, but, but so I'm going to, I'm going to say this though, in all honesty, you don't see you the way I see you, right? Mm. The artist, 
Yeah. So right. when I said it, trust me, it was no disrespect to the originator that yeah, we yeah, were yeah. speaking of. Sure. But, you know, your music will stand the test of time. I've always been drawn to those types of artists, mm. right? I was eight, nine years old, you know, singing Donny Hathaway and yeah. Otis Redding, you know, mm. at eight, nine, like that was normal. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm old now, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Come on, so, like wine, let's do it. Come on. <laughs> so, so those songs, you know, they resonated with me then. I had such an old soul, right? So, but I knew those songs could reach forward and backwards. And when I hear you sing, it's the same way. You have that thing that just will stay with us. And, yeah. my, and my granddaughter, it'll stay with her too. You see what I'm saying? Exactly right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of the core values of my life musically, creatively. Um, I don't think I've gotten it right especially when it comes to loving my kids and loving those, you know, you may ask them and they may say he did a bang up job. He's, he's dope. He makes sure he shows up in my mind. I, I don't quite think um, I, I completely got it right. And so with that, I tend to lean those. What I cannot do, I tend to lean in creatively so that when I'm no longer here, generations can understand what I meant to do. <laughs> like, I may have screwed it up in real time, but this is what I was going for. Yeah. This is how I was trying that, that argument we had, that tension we built and me trying to say, hey, baby, that boy isn't for you. Like, yeah. he, he left you over there and that wasn't okay. Like, that's a deal breaker. Like, I probably didn't say it right. I probably didn't use the right words or the right temperament. But maybe I can write a song that when I'm no longer here, your kids and their kids can understand grandpa meant it this way. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's kind of like my last resort if I screwed this whole thing up, you know. <laughs> so thinking of that, um, it, it, has there ever been a time that you did screw something up, right? Let's just talk about love and relationships. And sure. you had to write a letter of apology or a poem of apology or even a song of apology. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think I'm, I, I think life is a song and all that I get the opportunity or the gift to do is to articulate it, articulate that song. But, you know, I'm a little weird. I, I feel like everyone's breathing, existing life is a vibration. Whether you're talking, whether you're not, you can gain a lot more from a person if they say nothing and you're in their presence than sometimes what they're trying to say. So my point is, in all of that, I, I feel like we're all writing those apologies. We're all writing those songs. And I'm honored and I'm gifted to be given the gift of, you know, putting it in songs so people can hear it. So, yeah. Yeah, I've done it. And um, it don't always turn out the way you want it to. Uh, and some of some of the music I've written, I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm scared to hear. I'm scared to like, I've written songs that I, I don't want to hear it because it hurts. Oh, um, a, a good friend of mine, he's a songwriter and he, he described uh, writing a song like um, looking in the stars. And when you see that star in the sky, you are seeing where that star was. That star is no longer there, but you get to see the beauty of it hanging up there as if 
that's where it still is. That's our gift to the world. We can be past that. We can be healed. We can be processing it. But you get the opportunity to see the beauty of it. So sometimes when I go see the pain of where I've written some things from, it hurts. Um, Even if everybody doesn't understand the story behind it, it hurts. That person understands it. Um, And sometimes I regret it. It depends on what day of the week it is. I think if you really create something authentically, um, it's going to bother you. It's either going to make you smile or it's going to make you cry, but it's going to make you do something. It's just not going to leave you indifferent. And so sometimes I don't want to hear that stuff. Like there's some stuff that I don't listen to. And I may get in the car and somebody's like, play don't call. I don't want to hear don't call because I remember where it came from. Play smile. I don't want to hear smile because I remember the need I had in that space and um, the relationship crisis that birthed those pieces. Oh my goodness. I I can totally relate to that. Um, As beautiful as a song may be, it takes you back to a time that maybe wasn't so beautiful or sometimes even beauty hurts. The memory of it is like, oh, beautiful and it's so painful at the same time. Goes back to relationships. Oftentimes we, we talk about smoking. You talk about dark, you talk about relaxing. And the best moments of experiencing love um, happens through pain. Not that love is pain. It's just that maybe my eyes aren't opened until something's broken. Mm -hmm. Maybe my eyes don't see it clearly until it affects a part of me that's disoriented. Um, And so love sometimes uh, shows itself through shattered glasses. Um, And so people get the benefit of the beauty of experiencing it, you know, with peace, but a love that's not tried may not be love at all. It may just be convenience, you know, it may just be, um, it may, it may just be the best choice, the easiest way, but love that is tested and conditioned, formed, it hurts, but the tension always makes us compatible and, um, it makes us better versions of ourselves, And that is self-love, people love, God love, 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 you know, that process and relationship. What are we relating to? That is so true. All right. So for those of you that's watching, you know, we're talking about love tonight. So go ahead and share this out. Um, I am here talking to Leon Timbo, an amazing writer, song, singer. He's a, and, 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 and I haven't seen this. But I think he is a motivator. I think he inspires people. Oh. He helps he helps many of us to believe. So we need to add that to his title because those are the things that I'm gonna, he is. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna tell my therapist you said so. Please do. <laughs> um, one other thing I want to share with you. Um, a, another reason why I am enamored by you and your music, right? Why I really do absolutely love it. Um, is uh, my, my father passed away back in 20, he passed away back in 2020, mm. September the 11th. Um, but I mm. shared your music with him a couple years ago. And my dad said, that boy can sing. <laughs> he was like, that boy got something, that boy can sing. <laughs> and um, yeah, so he heard you sing Abba. He got a chance to hear you sing that. Mm. And um, he loved that song. 
but then I played like some of some uh, in one of your older albums. Um, I have them all written down. One of your older albums for him when I went to visit him in Philly, and uh, he was like, "That boy got some." My my dad was a singer, and so uh, he really loved your your music. So again, this is why all this makes sense now that you know I'm telling you this. I, yeah. I just you know it was good to be able to um, share your music um, with my father, and he's since gone, and then now I'm sitting here actually interviewing and talking with you um i wish he was here to see it because he'd tell oh. you himself boy you can sing <laughs> listen for your, for your papa to say that about me you know un, unlike us he has had the experience of your otis reddings and your sam cooks and your ray charles yes. my favorite um yes. he's had the bit and so when when they even haphazardly say I can listen to this guy. Um, it 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 moves me because it means they put me in decent company. And yeah. um, and they, like you said, there's a lot of uh, newer artists that are amazing um, as well. And I think it's because we're kind of dealing with a renaissance of understanding that. But my, um, you know, being close to me, you know that my papa passed uh, a couple of years back. And it... Um, Sometimes I am angered by our love. Yeah. I'm angered by the fact that you are, you're no longer here. You know, I, I do feel like people on some level choose um, to be or not to be, especially when, it, when they've become older. And sometimes you just give up. You're like, you know what? Y'all can have this earth thing, <laughs> you know? I'm done. And, um, I'm done. You know, I just, <laughs> yeah. I think there's something else that I'd rather, someplace else I'd rather be with my back doesn't hurt like this and my arms don't hurt like this. And so my, my love with my papa, I, you know, it, it leans into an anger. But, mm-hmm. but, but um, anger is uh, sadness is big brother. And yeah. so- yeah, yeah. All of, all of those things are not um, void of love. Yeah. All of those spaces. Like if you are angry with someone, I dare say there's a relationship of love there because you don't value. Uh, you don't give a thing of space in you unless there's a value there. And yeah. so um, these are all the beauties of what love offers when we are not in a fantasy about it. Mm-hmm. love love presents itself like anger when you don't know how to control what you're feeling for an individual that may have treated you a certain way so me and my dad's relationship hasn't always been great and so I'm angry that you didn't have that last talk with me man you, you know what I'm but that's what love does it's yeah. the beauty of what love is yeah so yeah yeah no I, I get that I, I do um last year up to this year I suffered through grief with my father being gone. I had a beautiful relationship. This is why I said to you, you know, I know you have a song, Love's Not Supposed to Hurt, which we're going to definitely get to that and talk about. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> but um, the love I have for my dad, um, we had all the good stuff, right? And all the good stuff I was left here to deal with. And it, mm. it pained me because I didn't have the bad stuff. I didn't have the hatred. I didn't have the anger. I didn't have the arguments, mm-hmm. the memory of having an argument, the disagree. I didn't have any of that. Um, and it's not that we were perfect. It's just that we absolutely loved each other, like all of each other. And yeah. so when he left, I was in this horrible space of grief and um, just hurting because all of the good memories 
were killing me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and they do. They do. It's the key of relationship, man, when you when you're away from someone you love, it's not it's not the fact that you ups, you're upset with them that bothers you the most. It's the fact that those good moments have had an expiration and you're pissed yes. that you enjoyed them so much and you'll never get them again. Yeah. It's the beauty of love. Um, and so I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And everywhere I look, listen to songs, even, you know, have this, it, it, it would bring me um, sadness, but it was because of the happiness that, <laughs> that, that, that it partnered with, you know? Um, so I think that's the, that's the interesting thing about, about love. And I, I think that we'll never 100% understand it. I believe that we must just lean into it and respect it. Yeah. Yeah. You, the moment you figured love out, if somebody told you they figured love out, run, <laughs> run, they have a new day coming and you don't want to be around when it happens because love defines itself by itself. And you don't really know what love is trying to show you or teach you until your last day breathing, you know, um, Sometimes love is seeing your son in jail and not bailing him out. Sometimes love is not paying your cousin's rent. Sometimes love is not calling your ex back up when you Ooh. really miss what they felt like. Ooh. Sometimes loving them is letting them go mm-hmm. and hurting in silence without manipulating them back into your space. Yeah. So it's it's that Definitely. yeah that part without manipulating them back into the space for for you for yourself <laughs> for yeah. Your yeah yeah that's exactly what that's exactly what love sometimes is you're correct all right so i got to get to these questions let's go uh, i'm gonna attempt to go through this okay. uh, obviously did your introduction and um <laughs> without you even being present but um more so i wanted to talk um or or at least acknowledge the fact that um i know that you have sang with babyface and tyrese and so many other artists um, yeah. How does that feel? This guy from Duval. Uh, yeah, you got it. You got it. You know, you know what you're talking about. I know, I know. <laughs> but how does it feel being this guy from Duval City, country, whichever one you want to call it? Because I know, I know how you feel about Duval. Um, but how do you, you know? How does how, how does that guy get this opportunity to do something that's so amazing that he obviously is built for, but with talents like um, Babyface and Tyrese and and a few others? I, um, you know, I got to say before there was Babyface, before there was Tyrese, that was uh, for me, Glenn Jones. Glenn Jones is a Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida native. I've been searching. So before I before I jump on over into the baby faces of the nineties, yeah. you know, Tyrese's out of two thousands and late nineties, it was, it was, um, it was the fact that there was somebody from my hometown that did it. And uh, because my father was a pastor, you know, gospel was tied into yeah. um, the core of who I was, but I never really completely fit in that space because I tend to be a thinker and I tend to feel like love was, I'll say it this way. Scripture says the greatest commandment is not don't lie. It is adultery. The greatest commandment is not 
any of that. The greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself mm -hmm. and love God. Now, it says the second is likened to the first, which means love God with everything and then love people the way he loves people. That's, that's it. Um, these other additives are just that. Like who wants lemonade with additives you know it's, it's simply loving people purely now the reason I, I mentioned that is being in the room with those giants it was when it was when Kenny became a child babyface became a child he yeah. he wrote like he had never won 20 something Grammys you know wow. um, it was when Tyrese took the time out to show me how to sing in the studio because being in church we're we're live singers but there's a way to create almost an alchemy to create what was on stage in the studio because the studio can be a, such a cold space you know and so the fact that they took time was because they you're never as good um as your last thing it's, it's always what are you doing next and it was yeah. through that gift that I was, was given the opportunity opportunity to be in those spaces no I didn't think I was you know I deserved any of it I didn't um but I, I understood why I was there and it's because in the core of every one of those individuals I mentioned is somebody who's trying to do it again love love makes you try to do it again um yeah and 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 that's that's what the biggest amazement was uh seeing them win sit back, enjoy it and say, can we, can we get on that ride again? Let's do it again. It's your turn. And um, that's why I was moved. And even Kells and all of those things. I mean, I'm not ashamed to those people that have been close to me have just been close to me. Really life moves at the speed of relationships. And if you're ashamed of some of your relationships, I question if they were ever relationships at all. Yeah. 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 I, I, I totally get that. I, I think, it, you know, we we're blessed oftentimes to connect with people, to allow people to cross our path or we cross their path. Absolutely. Um, it's all part of our journey. Uh, we don't have to stay anywhere, but it's all part of our journey. We're moving forward. So I think um, mm -hmm. it's great to acknowledge um, how we came to be. And it's beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. All right. So you, um, a Kojic man, uh, yeah, I know. Ooh, I know. You, I, you got to be born in. What you talking about? <laughs> Listen, one of my favorite uh, cogent pastors was um, uh, G.E. Patterson. So, well, listen, you're going straight to Memphis. What you oh, oh there you come go. on. <laughs> from, from, from the bourbon to G.E. Patterson. Here we go. The hey, whole let me we tell you, man. I, hey, I know about that cogent life um, back, when, back when I was when, right? Um, mm -hmm. I love me some G.E. Patterson. So, being a, you know, coming up through a cogent uh, ministry and background, mom, dad, I think both pastors. Um, Duval, you are a singer and you're an acoustic guitar player. How mm -hmm. did that happen? And not only how did it happen, but how did you find a space in a Kojic church or did you for an acoustic guitar? <laughs> the beauty of the beauty of the church of God in Christ was not the fact that we had it all together. It was it was the fact that you were what you felt. If I can lead, if Kojic taught me anything, it was 
it's got to be real. It's got to be. That's why the slogan is you can't, you got to be born in, you can't join in. Like it's not something that you put on and take off. It's something that you become authentically. And it taught me that now me playing the guitar was not something I saw in coaching. I mean, there were people prior to me, um, Rosetta Thorpe and others who took religious music and the guitar, but I didn't see it in my, in my, you know, lifespan in, in that in that beginning stage. It was Bill Withers, it was James Taylor. And I honestly did not fit creatively in those Kojic spaces. I fit that more now um, than I did back then when yeah. I was really rearing that space. But because Kojic's expression wasn't about music, we did music, but it wasn't about music. It was about authenticity. Right. It was about um you never left the Kojic service the same way you came. Um, it was about, it had to be real. You had to connect with it and you had to leave with something different. You didn't let go until you became a better version of who you were in that space. And so that's how it cultivated me. And sometimes rejection is your greatest friend because being rejected from the wrong thing is the greatest gift anybody could ever give you. Yeah. The, the, the beauty of no, the beauty of you don't fit, the beauty of we don't have room for you, the beauty of uh, those spaces, it leaves a vacancy in your heart for the right thing to become. And so for me, the beauty of Kojic was that I didn't fit. The beauty of Kojic was that I understood that behind the musical expressions that that denomination and that, you know, faith-based expression offered, it told me, hey, we know who we are. We know you're something different. And as I evolved, I was able to, you know, significantly realize the beauty in that space. Isn't it, isn't it the beauty of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the rejection? It mm. leaves you with an opportunity to find acceptance. Right. In, you know, in, in the right place. Right. Um, so it, it's there's something beautiful about rejection. I've dealt with rejection a lot um, in my day. Um, and when we talk about love, uh, a friend of mine was saying, you know, Queenie, do you shoot your shot? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And I've been rejected quite a bit shooting my darn shot, you know, but um, it has also been a blessing for the rejection to come because some of the things I thought I wanted I absolutely didn't need. So I was protected from those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm thankful for those, for those, for those times I shot my shot and y'all shot me down. I appreciate you. Bless you. <laughs> That's a great, the funny, the funny thing is I, uh, I learned more from the rejection than I ever did from the acceptance it's almost like when you make a post or you make a presentation, it's not the people that just kind of give you the hearts and the fires. It's the person that questions if the authentic, you know, authenticity of what you just did is that you focus on, that you're like, what, what did I miss? Mm -hmm. I learned more from seeing what I missed than I ever did from people saying, oh man, you're doing it perfect. You're good. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for the rejection because it offered me an opportunity to re-examine i mean if you even if you stumbled on to success you're never questioning what you did to make it successful you are just trying to do it again but you fail at something 
if you fail at something, there's something that happens to you that makes you examine it from A to Z, from the door to the front, to the back. You're like, what did I do to miss it? And that greatest teacher, that that the gift of rejection becomes a gives you the opportunity to become a better version of you. And that's what love does. Love is built in tension. Where there is no tension, there is no love. If it's not worth fighting for, then it's not worth obtaining. If it's not worth being, you know, rejected for, then it's not worth having. And so that's the beauty of love. That's the gift of rejection. That is the gift of no. Um, it, 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 it leaves you vacant for the right thing. I love that. Mm. <laughs> now, now for those that are listening, we are not saying um, go out there and be looking for your nose, be looking for you, because we do want some open doors, but. I'm going to say, no, listen, I'm serious. I'm going to say it. Queenie not saying it. Queenie not saying it. I'm there's saying so it much to garner from your from the no, and there's so much to garner yeah. from the rejection. Mm, um, it I hurts. Agree. Yes, I it agree. hurts. I'm saying look for it. I'm saying this is a songwriter talking, y'all. He's saying go look for this now. I'm, I'm, I'm saying to look for it because <clears throat> too many people, social media has taught us to give a heart and move on, and people unfortunately Ooh. feel like they're at a place that they really aren't. Because nobody's loved them enough to say no. Nobody's loved them enough to say, hey, it's not time yet. You're not ready yet. I don't feel it yet. Um, and so they're on in, they're in spaces with mindsets um, that are going backwards. And so I, I say, find where the no's are. Find where the cracks are. Find where your weaknesses are, you know? Um, if you got, if you got hair, if you're blessed to have hair, unlike myself, if you're blessed to have hair, um, you don't have to worry about the shape of your head, but when you're bald headed like me, you want to know, is it, is it, is it crooked? Is it curved? When it's gone, it's when it's gone that you're yeah. able to examine what you're missing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we are so, we, we, we tend to lean more into the approval of people than the rejection of people, but I'm saying Queenie's not, but I'm saying lean more into who didn't show up mm. and find out why they didn't show up. It could have possibly not been for you, but it could also be giving you a key into what you're missing in providing them what they need to show up. So find your no. I do like that. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. Okay, okay, I'm trying to get through it. I, I, you know, we could have just talked. I don't think I even need these, but you're doing good. You're doing good. You still you're on card two of twenty. It's great. I know. Isn't that crazy? You do know I'm on card two forever. All right, but I've kind of already gotten through this. Let's talk about. Um, well, I've already talked to you about your vibe, right? You have this like beautiful '70s vibe, mm-hmm. um, and I already share with you that your time, that your uh, your sound to me is timeless. So. I think I'm actually on card number three. We get nitty gritty now. So I feel pretty good. All right. All right. Let's talk about the albums. Um, I'm going to name them out. I'm I'm going to Mm. name an album and you're going to tell me what inspired you. (laughs) So I know, I know, I know. Okay. So, um, and I just wrote down four that I love. uh, And I think you, I don't know how many you have. How many albums do you have? I feel horrible right now. I've forgotten. 
I can't, I can't think. I'm trying to wait on I don't, question. I don't feel so bad then. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Because <laughs> there right. were albums before the albums. There were albums nobody will ever know about. Um, and they weren't for people to know. They were just for me to get to the next step. Yeah. To the next step. So, yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. All right, cool. Okay, invitation to worship. I think you have one and two. Mm-hmm. So, um, how did that come about? And is this, I know it's beautiful music, but how does one like yourself, how did you come, come to create um, Invitation to Worship one and two? I never wanted to do a gospel album. I never wanted to do a worship album, mm-hmm. but I did want the expression of that to be clear. And so the idea was to create a collective of uh, like-minded people who do uh, what I do in that, in that space, um, in that faith-based space, and to make it authentic and to give and to kind of highlight all of us, you know, in that space. I didn't want it to be like Leon Timbo led as much as I wanted it to be a platform for, you know, others to come through and kind of be launched. And so my motivation and inspiration was other people, actually, other worship leaders and people that I feel um, didn't get their shine, you know, and I remember the day where I didn't get my shine and I wanted to, because I had to, the means to create a platform, I did that. And um, I was, um, that's, that's where that came from. So, yeah. So that, that, that reminds me a bit like um and again so i don't know who's going to watch this and it's no shade um kind of like what elevation worship has created um, yeah 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 it, beautiful beautiful collection of amazing artists just you know on one accord singing songs of worship and it's a whole experience and i think yeah. that's what your this album even even, even more specifically maverick city is a yeah. is is that um collective uh, with diversity um personally i feel like um that's one thing that the initial worship collectives did not have completely and because i am blackity black 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 i do feel like um what the the process of how we hear music how we pray how we articulate this God-filled space is unique to us, but everyone can benefit from it. And I think that's what these new collectives, and that was the heart behind Northern Lights United. Um, but it was there was the, the tension for me was still being Leon Timbo mm-hmm. and doing the love music mm-hmm. and doing the Americana and doing the R&B and doing the 70s stuff, right? But still having a heart because I was clear on the multifaceted space that I encompass but unfortunately the genre and the you know the world at large not really the world people people got it I don't think the industry completely got it and that there it is love doesn't have to be understood no one owes you an understanding that's not a prerequisite for you to move forward people getting it is not a prerequisite for you to move forward so um uh when I see those guys Elevation Maverick City I uh there's an echo and I feel like they call the echo, like in that season, I called the echo. And that's what and the invitation to worship was. All right. Perfect. Okay. Invitation to love one and two. I think people needed the balance of the two. Um, we're not Sunday morning people, even people of faith. Like we can talk about, you know, um, smoking, drinking, all of that stuff. We can talk about taboos and we can talk about, I'm not, I'm not getting into that as much as I'm saying the same 
lessons you need on Sunday to prepare you for the week may be different from the lessons you need on Monday to prepare you for the relationship, to prepare you for the problem, the issue. Uh, Love the Lord your God with all your heart. This isn't something uh, somebody told me. This is specifically in scripture. It says, love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul. And then it says, and the second is like the first. Love your neighbor as yourself, which means there are songs that I'm singing to people and me singing those songs authentically to people is as much worship as me singing to God, because not me, but scripture said it's like the first. So me properly and authentically giving relationship music is no different than me giving worship music on Sunday morning or any other time of the week. I may not be here when the world catches up on that truth, but that is the truth and the core value that I live by. How I love people is a direct reflection of how I love God, whether people realize it or not. I didn't make it up. I just don't think people are clear on it quite yet. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. All right. Um, (laughs) What's love all about? Ooh, what's love all about (laughs) costs me the most. Oh, really? Time, heartache, pain. It, it, I bled the most on that album. Um, I think it is probably, it's probably the heaviest album of my discography because the years, it took me six years. Wow. For that album. Um, and in those six years, if you listen to the album, you'll hear the intricacies of um, intentionality in every last one of those songs, um, more than any of my other albums. Now, it's, it's not that the other albums aren't amazing or whatever you may define them as. It's just as a as a as a as a solid space. What loves all about cost me the most. I, I don't want to spend that much again. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm not talking money. I'm talking life. I'm talking blood. Yeah. I'm talking time. I'm talking pain. I'm talking relationship. Um, to to sit on an album that long and have people do two and three albums in that in that particular tenure, right? Breaks your heart. And so um I had to make sure that whatever was released with myself and Mano Hangs. Um, was something that I had no doubts about. And so there's not a part of that album that I regret. Wow. You know, it's interesting you said that. that well, I didn't know it was a full six years. Um, I thought it was about three or four. <laughs> but but um, and, and with that being said, um, to me, that album, and I mean, I'm kind of a fan, that album was uh, was was like albums of, back in the day albums of old those artists took a long time sometimes to write their albums or for songs to truly come to completion Mm -hmm. um and I think you know uh, you know if you know if you follow some of the artists you kind of know that that's what happened to some you know they it would take them a long time to write it was pure writing Mm -hmm. and pure life being written out in stanzas and it was pure it was and so when I hear you say that I can only imagine what your journey was I you know um but it reminds me of 
what we were able to get from amazing artists from before. And so I think that's the reason why this album is beautiful. Um, Thank you. Thank you. It, uh, you know, Marvin Gaye, in studying the life of Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder, you know, people don't realize after what's what's going on, you know, so funny that I I have it here. After after what's going on, um, Marvin Gaye for nine years uh, went into a depression prior to what's going on. Marvin Gaye was in a depression. I mean, you can you can argue the fact that most of his life was spent in depression. Yeah. Um, he he did sexual healing at the age of 43, 44, uh, whereas almost 14 years prior, he did what's going on. Now, in between that was failure after failure yeah. after failure after yeah. failure. Losing Tammy Terrell, having to reinvent himself, letting his brother go to the war. My my point is, um, yeah, you're exactly right. And so, and we see the highlights of people's lives, but we don't realize the 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 tingered pain that birthed those moments. And 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 I just happened to feel like that the the, the days that he did not have a hit were as as important to me as the ones that he did. And so that way I'm not alone in my processes of making, you know, great, not great, but honest music. Just when I, when it leaves my hands, um, I want to believe everything that, that it says. And uh, I'm not the first to do it. Wow. Well, it's amazing how you do it. I love it. Thank you. Um, all right. I'm going to get to now my, my, my new, newly um, favorite and most evolved Lovers and Fools. Um, that is probably the album that I really hear the Americana sound. Yeah. Um, I love your evolution and I can hear it. And you're, you know, I've cried. I've cried. <laughs> love not supposed to hurt. I just, um, I've cried over so many different songs. I've heard you sing and, um, I just, you know, I, I'll hear them. I'm like, what in the world? This man. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. So, so uh, Lovers and Fools is probably one and probably will not, I, I don't know if it will be my most favorite of, you know, what you create. Um, you have a long future. We're um, working right now. Yeah. Ahead. Yeah. And, and, um, but it's such a rich album. So can you tell me what inspired you? You know, song? this, this space has always been, been with me. Um, I can name songs that had that sound. And uh, even if you go on Spotify, I thought one day, let's, let me just make a make a, a playlist of the songs that are specifically Americana sounding. And Americana is essentially the sound uh, that was birthed in America. So classic R&B, um, soul, uh, jazz, uh, blues. These are all Americana yeah. art forms um, for people who may not know. And so... Songs like Don't Call uh, was um, Americana driven prior to me fully stepping into this space when I was still, you know, in in the classic R&B space. uh, Yes, I love you. Um, uh, Still love you on the What What Love's All About album that that links into Americana forever um, on the What Love's All About album um, links into Americana. Obviously, Love's Not Supposed to Hurt. So I've been in that space yeah. 
throughout, um, but I've just not fully evolved until this Lovers and Fools album. I've given myself permission to be both soulful. Um, even in my interviews with Americana, you know, um, periodicals, radio, magazines, or whatever, I've had the opportunity to expand their space because for a long time, it was one one culture and it was kind of the step cousin to country. Yeah. When in reality, uh, country um, country is a black art form. Yeah. Cowboy is a uh, a black expression. Um, to be specific, uh, Caucasian people were cow hands. The term we were boy everything, and we yeah. were also cowboys. And so, um, kind of owning the space and redefining it for people who thought they understood what the definition was, but doing it in a way that's honoring, um, not saying that they're not wrong, they're just not all the way right. And so with grace, I'm able to articulate, um, I'm, 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 uh, we're from Africa, we're very much American. We're very much birthed in the blood, sweat and tears of this country. And um, the art forms and the beauty of our struggle has created a sound that cannot be duplicated and should be celebrated. And so that's why the evolution. And if I might say, when I was playing guitar so many years ago, there wasn't anybody else in gospel music playing acoustic guitar. Um, And then, so I know what it feels like to be in a space. um, I I mean, of color. So I know what it feels like to be in a space and to feel like the only one. And I find myself somewhat that way now, but um, it's my most honest self. And uh, when I'm no longer here, I want people to know that um, that I, I was always that. I was always transparent, even if it broke my heart, telling the story. And most times it did, you know. Wow. Well, let's talk about a little bit, a little bit of heartbreak. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. Have you, and this is, you know, we already know, but have you ever experienced um, heartbreak? And and which one of your ballads <laughs> do you care to share um, that you may have written about um, that heartbreak? Which one of your ballads would you care to share with us tonight? Um. Most of my heartbreak was caused by me um, and me receiving the results of my actions, whether I missed a thing or I didn't value a thing. Um, And so lost, I think, will be the first to come um to my to my head probably probably because lovers and fools is, is the most recent album but um i lost my friend in the middle in the middle of weather whether she stay or whether she go um i didn't know it was snowing in summer and i didn't know ice could chill the soul and the second verse says i lost uh my friend in the middle of a gamble I played the hand I was supposed to fold. So the the idea is um, my heartbreak of no longer having uh, was ultimately because I didn't value enough to keep. So, yeah. Oh, 
I want to hug you. Cause listen, I know that that's, I know how that it, like, I know what that's like. So why, this is not on card, but why do we do that? You know, why, why do you we, think we take people and experiences and opportunities for granted, whether it's willingly or not, whether it's consciously or not, why do you think that that's part of our love story? You ever bought a car or wore a dress and you saw it at the party on somebody else or you saw somebody else driving that same car? The mind does something that it kind of reveals that thing that you have when you get it. Now, that the same amount of people were driving your car prior to you driving it, but you it didn't click that it was that color until you owned it. Yeah. The same way we tend to not value a thing until it's no longer there on some yeah. level. And it's because we've spent most of our time valuing other things that were no longer there. So here we are valuing the things that we don't have and devaluing the thing that we do and then when that thing that we do have leaves we tend to put them into the category of the thing we don't have anymore of which we value more now so it, it, it's a cycle but it's uh it's human nature yeah and it happens to the best of us yeah. um and i think the tension of it sometimes reveals um where you were with it the one that got away Ooh. um the one that um that 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 there's no worse feeling than and I've experienced this too, being in love with the person who's not in love with you until they're in love with you and you're no longer in love with them to be there. You know, it's it's that thing that nobody's wrong, like nobody's a villain. It is just a thing that is. Um, and then and then another thing is the reality when you love someone, it may never go away. Mm-hmm. And and your pain is knowing that you'll forever love them but never have them never have them um, and that is that is the that is both the blessing and curse of what they've given you as a gift in your life and mm. so nobody's the villain that's i want to be specific about this it's not a, it's not right or wrong as much as it is the balance of life mm. um yeah oh you pre so so you're preaching to me because listen um <laughs> Oftentimes I post, uh, I have a, a, obviously the podcast and I talk about um, this, these things, because I, I do appreciate and respect the fact that some loves will not last, right? Some loves will be eternal. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes the people that love you, you do not have either the capacity or the desire to love them in that manner. Um, and it doesn't mean that you don't care. It just means that there's a, there's, there's levels to this, you know, and, and, and the same thing that you give to others, you can believe it will come back your way. Uh, (laughs) so I, I think it's important that we, um, are able to really know who we are, right? Know exactly who we are so that whenever we show up in a relationship, and whenever we leave that relationship, we are solid as to um, what we gave, what we took, yeah. what we yeah. can learn from that experience. And you're right; it's you're not, not, you're not better than me. You, you are, you are, 
you are clearly and obviously a lot better at relationships than me. I'm telling what you. Do that's you what, mean? No. That's no, you got no, the no. Leon, Leon, I ethically fail at relationships, right? No, you, you no, 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 but you, you sound like a winner. So you. No, 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 no. Listen, sweetie, I ethically fail at relationships, but I can tell you this because I, I am an observer of relationships. Mm. I observe myself. Okay. And I really observe other, I believe in love to no end, but I don't know for sure if all of us can be great companions. This is, this is, this is, um, and that's where you made a couple of statements that really, um, I was like, oh, I fell there. I fell there. Um, (laughs) It was when you said you got to know what you gave a relationship. And what you took from a relationship. Did I say it like that, Leon? What you gave a relationship and what you took from a relationship. You gotta know. Baby, that's what I do now. I was like, sheesh, I gotta know. I never knew. My thing is, the problem for me was I didn't know what I was giving. I know what I was trying to give, but I don't know exactly what I was giving. Because you know what I found myself? I found myself giving in spaces people weren't empty and when you give in a space where a person's not empty you can give a hundred percent but baby if i'm not empty in that space it's zero to me you can cook every night but if i'm a chef i might not need you to so you can leave the relationship saying i cooked every night and you're and, and they're like but i own a restaurant what i needed you to do was just come home yeah, like, I couldn't come home, but I could cook, you know. So here we are, not knowing what we gave, not knowing what we took, and that's kind of the basket I'm in. I'm like, I just realized that at times I can give, or someone can give a relationship a hundred percent of something that's not needed or valued by the other person. That's why I said nobody's the villain here. As much as you, you're good at driving, but the other person owns a jet. So you're like, I need to get to California. You're like, give me four days. I'll drive you that. No, boo, I can, I can fly, but I gave you four days. No, I don't need four days. I need you to get in this jet. I can't get in the jet. I'm afraid of flying. So who's right? Who's wrong? How do you fit in that space? It's, it's compatibility is the choice of denial. Compatibility is the choice of saying, I'll deny me to be in a place that's uncomfortable for me for you. And you deny you to be in a place that's comfortable for me. And and we communicate the fact that that's what I'm doing and I'm trying really hard with it, as opposed to assuming this is the thing that the other person needs. That's kind of the basket I've seen and I've experienced myself. Um, Compatibility is who's going to be selfish and, and who's going to be um, and now you've seen the relationships. You got somebody who's given a hundred percent and somebody who's given nothing. It's never 100, 100. It's never 100, 100. Either we're going to New Jersey for your job and I'm going to drive Uber or we're going to California for my job and you're going to be a stay at home mom. We just don't know. Compatibility is selflessness. Mm-hmm. Nobody's compatible. It's just how much are you willing to give? to be in the space in the world of the person you say you love. So yeah, that was babble, but that's what I- Now, Leon, now we got to unpack this now. This was not supposed <laughs> to be in the show. <laughs> but but I want to unpack 
this just for one moment, right? For one thing, um, thank you, Mike, for that compliment. Mike um, Saxby said that you are a classy brother. He said he liked the way that you talk about the part of you, how the part that you played in the heartbreak. So thank you, Mike. Um, it's it's a big thing when you start looking at yourself introspective you know looking at look introspective looks are very very important you know to I believe to self-growth all right so let's just let's just talk about this for a second now listen um when you say like you were in a space where you you know you didn't know right okay so how how old are you you want to use your fingers you want to text it to me or you want to tell it listen uh, I could say it this way. My, uh, I have daughters in their twenties. Okay. Okay. So we may be close to the same age or, you know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or, or, or I had a sperm count at the age of four. I, I, I know what <laughs> <laughs> you started really early. So, um, so I'm a 70 something baby, right? I was born in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Are, are you somewhere around the same time? Okay. 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 So we're good. All right. So with that being said, I've, I've lived long enough and had amazing relationships. But what I learned um, in a previous job I had years and years ago, I became a trainer. And in that training position, they um, I became certified in um, teaching classes um, um, for, or, or uh, yeah, classes and different workshops for couples. Mm-hmm. Now go figure. Uh, <laughs> I had a great failed marriage. You got it. I don't want it. Keep you know, going. I had a great failed marriage. And I'm thinking like, why am I chosen for this? But I look back and I know what I was chosen for it, right? Because I really love to observe behaviors, humans, right? How we mm-hmm. interact. Why do we do certain things? How do these things happen? How do we fail? How do we get locked up? How do we achieve? You know, all these things I was very, very curious about to include relationships. And I have an opportunity to learn about what many of us already know now um, to be the five love languages by Gary Chapman. And so when you say that you don't know, I think this is why it's so very important for whenever we're out here pursuing love or whenever we're out here just pursuing um, knowing ourselves, right? Um, We need to know what makes us tick. We also need to know how we love so that Mm -hmm. when you find a person, if I'm not, not, so by nature, my love language, first two, um, because we're, we're, we're made up of all five, but, or six, but um, my first two is quality time and um, personal touch. I'm such a hugger. I'm a warm person. Um, that's how I receive love. That's how you can show me that you care, right? But how I give love is totally different. I give love by doing things for you. I give love by cooking for you, right? I give love by making sure that your cleaners are picked up. Um, I give love by saying, hey, baby, you had a hard day. Um, I got something for you. I want to take you somewhere. I give love by showing you acts of service, by doing things for you and by affirming you, right? That is how I give, but that's not how I receive. You can affirm me all day and I'm probably over it. I'm like, please don't keep telling me that I'm awesome, right? <laughs> I don't want to hear that. You know, I need a hug. <laughs> so I think it's important that we know, that's why I said that, like, how did I show up? And when you, I mean, you hit it on the head, like you can give a hundred percent in a direction that the person absolutely didn't need. And you, you feel exhausted. But the truth is, if you just have a conversation, baby, how do you receive love? And if they don't know what that means, then take my class or, <laughs> or let's really begin to unpack what love feels like. You know what I mean? Like if that, if that woman or your man, whoever it is that's watching says, well, I love it whenever you, you know, you rub my shoulders. 
likely one of the two things, either acts of service or they love physical touch. But mm. you got to hear that. And you got to be willing to do that. So when we say like, there's no, you know, like no, no 100%, you know, compatibility. Well, it's intentionality, right? I got to be willing to love you the way you need to be loved. Even if it makes me sacrifice my normal way of loving people, which would be, you know, acts of service. But if what you really, really need is me to get you gifts, then I need to be, if I choose you, then I need to be more intentional about making sure that I'm loving you the way you need to be loved. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. So, so that, that's my spill on that. Um, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Listen, listen, I'm so happy. Listen, everybody, Queenie got the class. I got no class. My class is I'm, I'm over here in the corner with all the men who screw up. I'm over here writing my little love songs about 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 where I missed it. Oh. What love is. Um, I, I think the tension of the tension of being in a relationship with an individual is the beauty of being in a relationship with an individual. Mm. We tend to run from tension, even in faith religions like uh, Jesus to get you out. You know, if you if you prayer changes things, uh, I tend to believe because I'm grown. Jesus will let you stay in to make you better, and prayer changes you. I think sometimes your world doesn't need to change. How you see your world needs to change, because you can have the best thing in the world in your home and miss it. Because you just have the wrong glasses on. Um, and so I think selflessness, communication. If, if I had core values to what love is, I, I value trust over love. This is just a season I'm in. Yeah. Why do I value trust over love? Because there's, there are people that I love that I don't trust. Ooh. 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 But if I oh, I know that. I trust you you yeah. best believe I love you I think when scripture talks about charity love being the greatest of all mm-hmm. three we miss the context of scripture but if you were to ask Leon Temple and no I ain't asked nobody else this and I'm just saying this right here relationships on I value trust over love because I can love you walking away you better know it. I trust you yeah and it's together yeah. And I and, and I can I can turn my back on you and know without a shadow of a doubt your love, your interpreted love won't stab me in it. Yeah. So Ooh, Leon. I'm gonna bring yeah. you on and teach a class on me, honey. Trust over no love. Classes. <laughs> ain't no classes. Trust over love. I, I, I love that. I mean, I, I and I'm gonna let that sink in. I'll probably send you a message about it. Like once it really sits with me, because I, I really I love that. And I get that. Um, I think there's a part of me that feel that as well. Right. Um, because I can love you and I can walk away because I didn't trust you because I didn't trust you. Yeah. So by that, by that, the context of that gives trust yeah. a bit more weight Yeah. Then love is universal, mm-hmm. but I think what makes love greater is that 
when it's all said and done, love is what we're left with. Mm-hmm. Trust doesn't have the, the width that love covers. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. When it comes to intimate relationship, trust triumphs and trumps every time. I, I, I don't want to have to look through your phone yeah. to love you. I don't want to have to wonder why it took you 30 more minutes to come home. You better tell it. I love you. Yeah. I don't want to have to track your situation at work and have certain people that I call to see if you've left yet to love you. So uh, these things have context, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, let's let's just talk about trust right now, right? Right? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And and, to, and I know you have to go because uh, we talked about you know you 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 have some things to get to, um, but in trust, I mean, have you yourself been in a situation where you couldn't trust your partner, or has or have you had to defend your loyalty to a partner? You know, if I'm sure that I'm sure that the other exists. I think for the most part, women are taught to trust. Men are taught to conquer. Mm. And we and we're taught this isn't mine. So I was thinking about coming to America. This is, this is not mine. This is Nietzsche's. No, no, no. Men are taught to conquer. Um, women are taught to trust. And it, and it's from our upbringing. And it's not necessarily what our parents tell us. Is by what mom leans into and withdraws from. Mm-hmm. When we see dad do certain things and mom ignores it, and we know we grow up and we understand the context of what's going on. So what mom tends to lean into in terms of ignoring and not addressing, either women grow up to make sure they don't marry a person like that, or they grow up to make sure that they acknowledge the value in a person that shows up well. Mm-hmm. And so... I think most times have been me needing to be trusted because I wasn't trustworthy. My my problem is that I don't know how to say no. And then living in this culture of so many people needing some version of you to show up in and being taught that conquering, and I'm not specifically talking about a certain area, Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot, I have experienced a lot more women who need to have something to trust and I've experienced men who need a woman to trust. I just, so this is my, you know, this isn't the world. This is just yeah. what I've seen. And I, I, I've fallen into that as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think women would probably agree. You know, we, t- we, I think having someone to trust gives you a sense of stability, right? You just want to know that that person's going to be there consistent, solid, and, whatever they say, whatever they, you know, you can trust. That's, of course, that is great. You know, I mean, it's not, it doesn't happen in the real world. Uh, I wish it did. um, Because you, you know, you, like you're saying, like, you don't want to have to wonder or question. um, And it's not about control or any of those things. It's just about when things just don't add up, things don't look right. Right. Uh, then discernment kicks in. It's like, wait a minute, you know, I can't, I don't know if I can even trust you, you know, like what you're saying or why am I even in this space? So I can't, I cannot stay, I can love a person like that, but I can't stay connected to them. I can't. 
And it's unfortunate. I think trust value is higher. I, you know, listening to you and talking with you, I, I can definitely agree. I have a um, singles conversation this coming Friday, and I'm going to actually bring this up to see if, you know, where trust. Tell them I said hello. Tell them I, I will. I will. I will. Yeah, we're doing a little happy hour. It's probably about a good, I don't know, five, six, seven. I don't know. It's a few of us. But, um, you know, you know, single and over 40. And what are the things that matter most? And trust is, I think trust is really a thing, especially now. And you know, a lot of us have amazing careers, amazing jobs, and we do a lot of amazing things. We'll connect to a lot of amazing people. Um, and I think that puts a little more strain on the trust as well, you know, mm-hmm. and you an artist and some, you know, some people are beautiful and it, it how can it, you know, trust is a big thing now that you're talking about it. Yeah. Tr- trust is, trust is a, it's a bit big thing. And, and the reality is um, for women, women will forgive a lot of other stuff if they got trust yeah women will forgive a stink man if she can trust him Give you, I, let me bathe you let me get you together True. because i know you're gonna stay together you know what i mean um but i don't want no i don't, I don't want i don't want no smell good cute snake you know Ooh. i don't i don't i don't want i don't want muscles and wonderment you know um you good in bed, but I don't trust you to stay there. You know, Leon, the idea of trust is 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 the, the core value. I think we really do need to discuss more. Um, I love you, but I'm gonna love you and walk away because um I don't I don't to have me, there's a certain level of trust that I need to have in you. And if you don't exceed that level of trust, I don't know if I love myself and, mm. and can stay here. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something you, well, you do, you have your conversations and your classes and I'm going to write my songs and we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Your songs get me through. I love, 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 love your, your music. I, I say that. And, um, I absolutely, I mean, I love you. I love it. So it, in, in the songs, I think I can relate to because I've been through some of the mm. things. And um, that's probably why I love your music so much. I mean, yeah, I love ABBA. That's such, you know, you did such a great job on that song, but <laughs> you love oh. songs. <laughs> and I love blues. <laughs> I love the blues and things like that. And, you know, the one thing about blues, the blues sing down to your heart, to your dirty soul. You hear what I'm saying? And you can give it to, you can give us the business with that. And so when I hear it, I mean, I'm like, dang. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah. I'm scared to, sometimes I'm scared Smoking. to share the song because people Smoking. might think like, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, um, but you go there, you go there on your music and you sing, you know, sing to the matters of the heart. And I love that. And the things that I can't figure out, the things that I don't, it's not my job to figure out. That's why loving God is fully essential mm. because it's in those places that I don't know where I stand or where I fall. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm not trustworthy. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, that that part of the relationship zone, it kind of reminds me of my center, right? It brings me back to center so I can be what you need because the reality is you may not be able to satisfy me in this season because you don't have what I need to satisfy me in this season. I'm not talking physically as much as I'm talking about 
you just may not have the capacity to see me. I love you. I trust you, but you don't see me right now. Mm. You see work, you see life, you see stress, but you don't see me. And it's in those moments that my love relationship with God, Abba, lands. Let me get that to center so that we can then communicate. And I still want to love you and you still want to trust me. Um, So that's why it's cyclical. That's why I believe that is what life is and how life moves and the worship of of existence in our lives. Um, You can't do what God can do for me and God can't do what you can do for me. This is just, that's not how he's, how he built this thing. He built for us to be intimate a certain way and for us to be intimate a certain way. And I think we've just misinterpreted our roles in, in what, what, belongs where so yeah leon i'm telling you i'm taking him i'm gonna let you come on this coaching call that i got these i can't have nobody let me tell you I'm, Listen, I'm, I'm, i got a therapy session this, if, this if is all i can be here. honest with you sweetheart i don't feel like i can help anybody either however <laughs> um i have a, i have so much lived experience and perspective and and i just want people to win i just want people to win at relationships that's right. and that's right. you know if 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 i don't um i want you to you know, um, because I think everybody's journey is different. That's all. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. we don't know our journey sometimes until we get to the end of it or until we're definitely on it. So, um, and I'm on, my, I'm on mine, I'm on the right path. And so I believe in, in having these conversations, I believe we can, we can help to garner and cultivate amazing relationships. So, all right. I, I know we're going to wrap up, but listen, I got to ask you this question. I had so many <laughs> well, I had one. Someone sent in and asked if you were single, and then, ooh, and another one was, "Why do we make love so complicated?" <laughs> I'm not available. Uh, trust me, I think I think it's better for me to protect you from me and me from you. Um, and so I so hope y'all hear that. <laughs> that is that is that is that's 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 truth. Like I'm Good doing you a favor. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, that's number one. Number two. Um, what was the second question? Why do we make love so complicated? Uh, because we don't understand the origin of it. Ooh, yeah. Um, love is love is like a glass of water. Um, you can add sugar and lemon and make lemonade and define love by that lemonade. That's just not what it is. Love is the water. It is the purity of the water. And so out of every situation, what is, what is the core? What is the purity of that space? Sometimes it's our selflessness that's distracting us from seeing what's pure. Um, so we make love complicated because we don't have a consistent origin of it. When we have a consistent origin of it, then we can say, determine what's not. When we know what black is, then we can determine what brown, blue, red, yellow is. The problem is we don't quite know what black is first. The beauty of black, and if love is black, see what I did there? Love is black, then now we can differentiate between somebody else's augmentation of what pure love is. Um, And we complicate it because we don't have consistency. Yeah, and we don't know what it takes to get black black we don't, we don't know what it takes to get black we don't black. know what it takes but it takes all those colors all those things to That's come right. together to create That's that right. color of black all right so here is my question what's the most romantic what are the most romantic words you've ever heard or ever spoken um or what is the most romantic song you've ever sang Oh man. 
Leon Timber. What's the magic thing? It's, it's a number of them, actually. <laughs> but I'm trying to think which is the most. Give us one. Uh, I think it's I think it's romantic. I think it's romantic when a person says, give me a chance to find where you are because I admit I don't know and I might be screwing this up. You can get it. If you are willing to acknowledge that there's a part of me and you that you don't get, not that I'm wrong with, not that you're right with, but there's something there and you're willing to stay until you figure it out. I think that's that's kind of you can get it so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what was the other one? A song I've ever sung? Yeah, a song ever, or a song ever sang, whether it's yours or someone else's. There's a number of them. There's a number of them. Um, song by Marvin Wine is on his kind of sinner's prayer. Mm. Um, it it talks about the pain of being the problem, um, not having the answers. Um, All is fair, Stevie Wonder. Um, also, another one by Stevie Wonder. Um, oh, what is that song? Keys of Life. It's about the. Uh... There's so many guys. A lot of them. Right now, I'm listening to an Americana song. Let me see if I can get. Y'all need to know these songs. Hold on. Let me let me get this together. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. <laughs> um, let me see. Yeah. Michael Kiwanaka. I want you to look him up. His album is go to for me. Um K I N W. Is that an African brother or mm-hmm. he's an African brother. Okay. Um he's from uh he's in the UK. Mm, okay. Michael Kiwanaka. And um spell, it, spell the name called- for us. Spell the name for us. Oh, sure, sure. I was spelling it. Say thank you. Thank you. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find him tonight. It is. See, now that y'all got me under. No pressure. Right, I'm so pressured. My library, he's definitely in my library. The devil, hold on. Stay right there. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not coming up anymore. 
Well, you can always share it at the end and I can make sure. Okay. I'm just gonna look like you if you got any more questions. I'm going. Yeah, so um so I, I do. I have um one last one. Uh so you can find your um the artist. You got it? K K I N K I W A N U K A. Michael K I W A N uka listen to his album home again all right whole album Probably hold on hold on favorite. i gotta i gotta get the spelling right say it one more time k-i-n k-i-n k-i-w yep. k-i-w thank you uh n u k a okay got it he is um he is probably this home again album is probably my most favorite of all time of all time does he know that uh, i don't know if he does it's amazing uh, when an artist really really loves another living artist listen, music. everybody in my life knows this guy is uh he he gets it um and there's another song i do want to tell you guys about my ego dies in the end um it's an americana artist her name is um Jensen McRae, J-E-N-S-E-N-M-C-R-A-E. That's what I'm listening to right now. There you go. I love that. So I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out, especially um, the artists. Especially Michael. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to him tonight. All right. So before we go, my last question for you is, as it relates to love, and or life okay mm-hmm. what is the one thing that you are most certain of i'm most certain of the fact that my daughter's love is probably the greatest love i've ever known at three and I am probably something about a daughter. She, you can do almost anything. I haven't, mind you. I get it. But I know of situations where fathers have hurt, forsaken, been away. And there's just something in the heart of a daughter that loves them deeply. And unconditionally, I've experienced that, um, and so that's something that I know. I, my, my mom loves me, right? Got it. There's something about a daughter's love. Um, yeah. Now you said that and um, choked me right up because you're right. Um, I am a daughter that love loves her father um even in his absence i have never loved never felt this presence of love like i have felt for my dad um and it's i think that for girls and for women that have a good relationship with their dad and have the 
blessing of having a good father in their life, not a perfect dad, but a good dad. Um, it is the most priceless gift on this side of air in life. Oh, yeah. And you're right. The fact that you can acknowledge it and you know it um, is beautiful as well. My father used to say, he used to tell me that I know you don't have to love me the way you do. Mm. And he would also tell me that he knew he did not deserve it because he didn't do everything right. Yeah. So to yeah. hear my dad, 70, 80 years old, tell me that. Acknowledged. Um, he, he, he got it. Can I say that? Yeah. And um, so it's beautiful to hear you say that that's the one thing that you're certain of, because I do believe that a daughter's love for her father is richer than gold and diamonds and pearls. It's it's just absolutely amazing. So if you're blessed to have that, Leon, you know, congratulations for that. It's so beautiful. (laughs) And so you're a lucky guy. Come on. And I'm sure that they're lucky to have you in their life as well. Um, I want to share with you my uh, most romantic song. There's there's thousands of them, but the one that always... The one that always jumps out to me, the lyrics is 100 Ways. Mm. That song is so simple and so beautiful. And it's just, it's so beautiful. (laughs) The words are, are, are perfectly written. and Very simple. I want to encourage everybody to buy a record player buy a record player, find a room, um, and play records and love the moment. If you want to share that moment, um, grow into that space to share that moment, but that, that moment is not about anybody else. It's, it's about loving you and then expanding that love and inviting someone else into that love space. Um, slow life down. Because it won't slow you down. It'll just stop you. And that'll be your last day. But slow life down um, so that you can see where love is. Slow life down so you you can see where love is. I love that. I love that. And and guess what? I I went to Philly and I got my dad's records. (laughs) I got a whole box. He had like three stacks that were probably three foot high. And I was... It's such a gift. I went in and I got um, a huge box of them, amazing artists of yesterday. And uh, the gift for for myself for this holiday is getting a record player. I saw you with Marvin Marvin Gaye's uh, album and I was tickled because I'm like, we old souls got, (laughs) we got records. (laughs) There's something about doing this. Yeah. about to turn back the clock and um i will be playing my record player and and the real beauty of it is that i'm playing the records that my dad listened to and that he kept all of these years so (laughs) i'm so looking forward to that moment so leon tell the people where they can follow you find you and listen to you at before we wrap guys thanks for listening um leon t-i-m-b-o um, you can find me, search Instagram, Facebook, all of that jazz, YouTube even. 
um, whether I'm singing to God or singing some sexy song on some stage, uh, it's, it's always going to be 100%. So Leon Timbo, uh, leontimbolove.com if you want my music or want to know what I'm thinking in a moment. And uh, send me a line. Send me a line. Let me know you saw me on the relationship song. Yeah. All right, guys. So listen, thank you for, for hanging out with us. Leon, I want you to hang back. I'm going to stop okay. our stream for Facebook. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in and, and hanging with us tonight. Share this. Go out there. Find Leon Timbo. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Download his music. Um, let's see. Michael says, I'm driving and hitting dead spots. I absolutely appreciate the gems you wonderful people are giving out. And Queenie, <laughs> I have an extra record player for you. Yes, yes. Thank you, Mike. I'm going to, I'm going to hold you to that. So again, just share this. Um, it has been such a treat spending time with you tonight and um, you sharing space with me for my birthday month. This is the best gift ever. So thank you so much. Um, again, to my family out there in Facebook world and YouTube, uh, I want you guys to have a wonderful night and thank you again for tuning into the relationship zone. Uh, Leon, hold on one moment. Thank you. Oh my goodness. <laughs>